שאור ואבדון נגד השם, אף כי ליבו פני אדם. In general talk, there's a sort of an unwritten assumption that what goes on in Sha'ol and what goes on in Abaddon, which is a synonym for Sha'ol, people, you know, are lost forever, are not things that Hashem concerns himself with because once you go there, there's no more hope. So usually that means you're separated from Hashem. For example, the Kinah, of David for Shaul in Yehonatan, which goes on for several verses, doesn't even mention Hashem, because now that they're dead, they're lost to Hashem. Here, the Mishle is saying, even what goes on there, Hashem knows about, and certainly Hashem knows what goes on in people's hearts. Lo ye'ahab leitzhocheach lo el chachamim lo ye'lech. Now, remember, a leitz is one of the the, the quartet of people that Mishlech does not like. Add to the Xil, the Evil, and the Petty, they're the unwise. And the Leitz is distinguished from the fact that he scoffs at everything that is told to him. Um, so therefore, he never likes it when anybody reproves him, so he's never going to go to anyone to seek a better way. Now, that's exactly what in the Tanakh righteous people will do. Uh, for example, Rivka, Batelech with Joshet Hashem. The Shunamit, the Shunamit, you know, uh, once goes to Elisha and her husband says, Madua at Holechet Elav Hayom Lochodesh for Shabbat. Why are you going to hear the Chacham today or the Nabi today? Uh, I thought you only go hear him on Rosh Chodesh and Shabbat. It was, it was a normal procedure for people who wanted enlightenment to go to a Navi or a Chacham. Uh, that's obviously not what the lace is up to. Lev Sameach Yetiv Panim Uva'atzvat Lev Ruach Nechkeya. You could tell what kind of mood a person is in just from looking at their face. And uh, the, a happy person, their face just looks happy. When they're unhappy, they are down. The chaya basically means crushed, despondent, okay? Lev navon yivakeshtat, similar to what was said in verse 12. Ufiksi lim yirevelet. The smart person wants to get knowledge, improve your knowledge. But out of the mouth of the fool, there's nothing but chasing after more foolishness. 1515, is a famous proverb. It, it sounds like what it says is poor people, every single day they live is miserable. But that's not really what it means because Ani doesn't just mean poor. It means someone who's oppressed, someone who's suffering. And it, yes, when they're suffering, they're suffering. Uh, so someone who's oppressed is suffering. Uh, a person who is happy in their heart is always going to basically feel like they're at a simcha. But of course, the point of this is that whether or not a person is going to express happiness or not, similar to verse 13, is a great deal to do with circumstances, how they see themselves. In other words, it's not always the objective circumstances that are actually there. 
Uh, makes that very clear. The objective circumstance is not a simcha, but a person who's happy in their heart are always feeling like if they are at one. Whereas a person who feels depressed always feels like they're in a bad seat. Now, that's a lot to do with how a person feels about their situation rather than what another person might say their situation looks like objectively. Mishlei also points out another idea about, you know, circumstances, which is better to have what looks like a little, but having it with, you know, following the right path, as I already pointed out, Yerat Hashem does not mean fear and trembling of God. It means thinking that God is, you know, looking at what you're doing and therefore always doing the right thing. Otsarah means a great treasure, which is basically all, you know, with a muhuma, upside down. In other words, there's lots of people who basically, you know, have a great deal of wealth and don't know what to do with it and basically come across as not knowing what to do with it. And in general, give, a, give out a feeling to others that they're in complete disorder. Whereas there are people with much more modest means who seem to have their, you know, their active together. Tov aruchat yarak v'ava basham meshur abus v'sinavo. Two mishalim in a row, starting with the word tov. A very common format in Mishli and in Kohelet, you know, is to say what is better than something else, okay? But of course, in the antithetical system, it's going to mean that the second thing is something which is the opposite of the first thing. Now, aruchat yarak is in, in Eretz Yisrael, Yerakot were considered to be low food. Okay? Zacharno et hadagasher lochav v'shrem mitkinam, and then et hakishurim et ha'abatichim et ha'chatsir et ha'bitsalivi et ha'shumim. In other words, in Egypt, when they were in slavery, they had plenty of vegetables. But in Eretz Yisrael, they're going to have gefen, teilau, rimon, zeit, shevel, udavash, or fruits. In other words, the food in Eretz Yisrael is much, much better than the food in Egypt because the food in Egypt was vegetables, and they're not that tasty. And the food in uh, Eretz Yisrael was fruit, which is much more tasty. And the bracha borei priya eitz is a higher bracha than the bracha borei priya dama. Um, but what Mishlech is trying to say is better to even eat vegetables with love than to have a full a full pail, so to speak, a, a crib that's all, all full of, of food for the shore, but in the household there is strife. And going on with the theme of strife, Ishchema yigarebadol ve'erachapayim yashkit riv. An angry and hot-tempered person is always stirring up strife. That's what garot means, to stir up. And a person who's patient, who's long-suffering, who's, who's, who's not easy to anger, is the person who's going to quiet down the strife. And now comes another one of the bad guys in Vishle, uh, and that's the sale. Okay? Vishle never tires of dumping on lazy people because as far as Vishle is concerned, one of the main reasons people become poor, in fact, the main reason, is because they're lazy. So that means the way of the, of the lazy person leads them 
through a hedge of thorns. Whereas the way of the person who does things correctly is paved. It's like, you know, lazy people have a million excuses about why they don't achieve success. But the main reason they don't achieve success is because they really just don't work out anything. They don't want to push aside obstacles in their way. Nobody ever achieves success without being able to move away obstacles. And that's precisely what lazy people was. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. You know, I got to do something else. There's always another reason. So Mercedes tried to say that, you know, the Arcel always finds an excuse. But if you want to have success in life, you know, you have to be, be prepared to do some work to overcome obstacles in your way. And then Hashem will make it a pain road. There is no book of the whole Tanakh that is more concerned with people of aim than Sefer Mishle is. And in fact, I'm surprised that the Archbishop didn't decide to start a new chapter here because Ben Chacham Yisamach of Ukasil Adam Bozeimo is something that usually is where he begins. Take a look at chapter 10, which was the whole collection starts with. And, you know, all the famous statements of Mishpah Shema Beni Musara Vicha Vialti Tosh Torati Mecha. And this is something that, that, that is important to discuss from our point of view as well. Kivravi Yem is the only full blown mitzvah say of the Ten Commandments. And it's the source of all the others because the parents are the ones who teach you what the right path is. A person who's wise will make their father happy, and a person who despises his mother uh, is someone who is a fool, uh, because that just is going to lead to the disruption of all society. Uh, the importance of this mitzvah is also seen by the fact that any time in the Torah there's a list of mitzvot, the first one is always Kibur of a ish imavi of you know, aviv imav. This type of thing is always, no matter where the list is, that's what always comes first. Same thing with Chazal. How does it start? First one, Kibur Aviyem. After that comes Gemila Chasadim. In other words, Kibur Aviyem is part of Gemila Chasadim, but it's put separately because it's of its supreme importance because without Kibur Aviyem, nothing else is happening. This is what sets the path in the first place. Ivelet Simchala Chasalev Again, Chasarlev is another one of the negative people in Mishle. And in our Tanakh study program, it's not a bad idea to sit down and turn off the tape, write down the uh, a list of people that Mishle discusses, the personalities of negative ones, the late, the Kassil, the Avil, the Petty, Chasarlev, uh, Atzel, these are characteristic negatives of wisdom literature. A wise person knows which is the right path and keeps to a straight path. When a person goes up to the Torah and then comes back, at least in the Ashkenazic tradition, 
people receive them by saying, Yasher Kochacha, or Yishar Kochacha, meaning exactly the same thing. That, you know, what you have done, do it straight, keep on going in a straight path. You know, that's pretty much the idea, okay? Hafer so means not secret here. It means counsel, C-O-U-N-C-I-L. In other words, means with the counsel of them, with the with people sitting down together and making a decision as to what should be done. Uh, Hashem himself even has, you know, kaviacho a council. El Marat Basod Kedoshim Rabbah. So the point here is same like Teshua Barov Yoetz previously, that plans go down the tubes without having counsel, whereas they succeed with lots of advisors. Simcha Leish Bamanei Piv V'davar Bito Matov. This is something like Proverbs 21. People are thrilled to hear themselves talk, even if they have nothing worthwhile to say. In fact, conversation often seems to be something like, well, I, you know, it's your turn, it's my turn, it's your turn, it's my turn. And the whole idea of it is that, you know, someone's going to listen to me when I talk on condition that I'll listen when they talk. And always, what a pleasant hour this is that, you know, I'll be able to talk for an hour. Only half that time, I'll listen. The other half of the time, I'll talk. The whole hour is a total waste. It'd be a great deal better off doing some work, learning some Torah, doing something, you know, productive. But people just simply love to talk, and especially listen to themselves talk. Mishlei says, Davar A word said at the right time is absolutely the best thing. In other words, when a word is said at the right time, it's just exactly the right thing to say. But the problem is that 99% of the things people say in, you know, ordinary conversation are just, you know, sicha b'tela, just a waste of time, a waste of time. And not only that, as these conversations go on, it's almost impossible to avoid rechilut and lashon hara. See how long people can talk about values without somehow talking about other people. And once you start talking about other people, for sure you're going to end up with Rechila and Lashonara. So it's just better not to start these kind of conversations in the first place. And, you know, the less conversations people have, the more time they have to do things that are really important to life. Ora Chaim Lamala Lamaskil Laman Sur Misha'ol Mata. A wise person pursues a way of life that leads upwards so that they don't end up in Sha'ol downwards. Beit Ke'ib Isach Hashem V'yatsev Gavul Amana. Famous idea of Tanakh is the higher you go, the more likely you are to fall down. Hashem pulls down the house of the proud. Whereas he sees to it that the land of the widow is basically, uh, you know, fixed and 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 settled and intact. Uh, Gavul doesn't always be boundary. Often Gavul just means land or property. 
But the point here is that Hashem sees to it that the proud are the ones who basically end up with their house falling down. And the and the and the unproud, which is we know is default in the Tanakh to be unproud. Tanakh does not know that there's such a thing as an Almana Ashira. We don't find that out until the Mishnah. The Mishnah actually gets and discusses that there might be differences between the treatment of a poor widow and a rich widow. The Tanakh is not, or not aware of such a thing as a rich widow, uh, most likely because there hardly were any. The only rich widow I can think of in Tanakh is Avigail, and she gets snapped up pretty quickly. Again, machashavah does not mean thought in the Tanakh. It means plan, blueprint. You know, uh, the machashavah could be a good thing, like the machashavot for the Mishkan. Choshmei machashavot. But Hashem, again, in an antithetic proverb, what Hashem considers abominable are wicked plans. And what Hashem wants is words that are of kindness that are basically pure. Those, again, in words, people should be very careful. The less said, the better. And if you are going to say something, say something nice. If you can't say something nice, keep your mouth shut. Again, we had the word ochir before. Ruin of a house, okay? A person who's only interested in profit is, is going to ruin their house. And a person who, you know, dislikes matanot, matanot does not mean gifts. Most of the time in the Tanakh, matanot just means more like bribes or things people give each other for the purpose of getting them, getting influence with them. So a, a smart person never takes that type of a gift because the gift is not being given with a full heart. It's only given in order to get you to do something that the giver wants you to do. Let's give some examples from Tanakh. Who, who were both Zeah Betza? Yehuda and the brothers. My Betza ki etochinu v'chisinu etamo. No, let's not kill him. We can sell him for 20 shkalim. That's two per person. The average income in a, in a time of Tanakh for a person for a year's work was 10 shkalim. So two shkalim. Yehudi Felman, Mishle, Perik Tetbab, Pasuk Aleph. The chapter division automatically makes people think that a new thought is coming here. And the King James famous translation, a soft answer turneth away wrath, has become almost institutionalized. But actually... When these verses were written, there was no such thing as chapters. And this verse is actually a continuation of the verse before. This is part of a royal proverb of how the 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 high up in the kingdom should serve the king. The previous verse stated that the king is going to be very unhappy uh, with a servant who does something shameful. And, of course, when the king gets angry, the way to deal with that is to give the king a soft answer, and that might just turn away the wrath of the king. 
Uh, but if you give the king a sharp answer, it's more asset, that's going to get the king even more angry at you. So, uh, verse 2, The tongue of the wise improves, makes knowledge get even better, but the mouth of the fool can just flows out with foolishness. The word yabia basically means to flow, F-L-O-W, but it's often used in Tanakh to mean to express thoughts. This idea is very familiar in Tanakh, that Hashem is always looking out and watching over. So that basically is a watch person, a person who is stationed to look and see what's far away. The assumption is Hashem being in the Shemayim is far away from what happens on earth. But actually, Hashem is watching everything that happens down here, and especially ethically right and wrong things. That's what Hashem is most interested in. Hashem is more interested in how people behave, especially towards each other, than, they, than Hashem is in any other aspect of human life. If you speak soothingly, it's a tree of life in human relationships. Whereas if you have a perverse tongue, it breaks up the spiritual side. In other words, it, it, it turns a person to a, a different person. It makes people angry. It's essentially people can't trust them, and it, it, it creates a breakdown in human relationships. Most of the problems up to now have been how you speak, and this is going to continue for some time. Evil yin atz musar aviv v'shomir tochacha yarim. Again, the fool despises the teaching of his father, whereas a person who is careful to observe reproof will become much wiser. The house of the righteous preserves a great treasure. Chosen basically means a treasure, a wealth, uh, a, a strength, and of course the righteousness is the greatest strength, whereas the income, Tavuah here means what land produces, but here it's universalized to mean whatever comes from a Russia is, is something that is going to be, you know, cause... Uh, Achar basically means to, to a bad reputation. Achar temoti lahabisheli ve'enei paro. That's the fundamental thing here is that the Russia might earn a great deal of income, but their reputation is always going to be stained by the way they earn it. So say chachamim yozoru dat Again, the lips of the wise are zoreh, which means spread out everywhere. 
okay, Mizare Yisrael Yikapsaru. Um, so they spread knowledge everywhere. But the mind of the Ksil, Rebbe Levin Mishlei means the mind, the thoughts, it does not mean the beating, an anatomical heart, is located just the opposite. Zemach Rishayim Toavat Hashem Utefilat Yisharim Ritzono. A good example of this would be Bilam. Bilam piles up the sacrifices in order that Hashem should basically allow him to curse Israel. Uh, that just does not get what he wants because Hashem doesn't care how many sacrifices Bilam makes. Bilam is a Russia. Let him pile it on. It's not going to help him one bit. Whereas a, a righteous person prays, that's what Hashem wants uh, the prayers of, for example, the Imahalt for having children. You know, I don't. You don't see uh, Sarah, uh, Rivka, uh, Rachel, and Leah bringing carbonos in order that they should be able to have children. What they do is pray to Hashem. Vayishma Hashem El Leah. Vayizkor Elohim Et Rachel. Okay. That's basically the idea here. In other words, Hashem prefers the prayer of the righteous person to the karban of the of the Rasha. Now, this Rasha also has something else as a fundamental idea, which is that a karban is basically normally preferable to a tefillah. People could say it's Tefillah when they brought a Karban, but the whole idea of bringing a Karban is that if you sacrifice something, that your Tefillah had a better chance of being heard. And, and Mishle is not saying otherwise. That is the fundamental idea of a Tefillah. Other things being equal. However, if other things are not equal, that the person who's bringing a Karban is a Russia, then that turns around the entire equation. And so says the next proverb. Toavat Hashem derech harsha uberadev tzedakah yehav. Again, it's another antithetical proverb, like most of the ones in chapters ten through fifteen. In chapter sixteen, we're going to be start giving, you know, ending the antithetical proverb format. But now it's still here, and musara laozev. Again, remember, derech is a very important idea in Tanakh as a whole. Uh, people are just standing still. They're moving. And the question is, in which direction do people want to move? Okay? People have two choices in life. Which way they want to go? They can either go to derech tova, or they can go to derech ra. The whole point of the Tanakh is to get them to go on the derech tova. That's why we learn Torah, to teach us how to go in the derech tova. When you go in the derech tova, your whole life, you know, the derech tzadikim, that's where the word halacha comes from, to go in the derech tova, to walk in righteousness.